Good morning. I would love to say he is risen and have you respond. He is risen indeed. Unfortunately, this morning, that's not going to happen. But join me in a word of prayer. Father, thank you that we can celebrate this day. Thank you for dying for our sin. Thank you for allowing yourself to be buried away from all mankind. And then, Father, thank you so much that you raised Jesus Christ from the dead to show us that sin had been conquered, death had been conquered, and that we could have eternal life. We could have forgiveness of sins. And, Lord, that we could have a life that's worth living. Lord, as we celebrate that first morning when you rose, I pray that you would bless our lives, but Lord, that we would glorify you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're here this morning because we are celebrating a real event, a true account. We're celebrating an exact time of day, the dawn, the sun rising. We're celebrating an exact day, the first day of the week. Something brand new is happening. In the past, it was Saturday, the end of the week, the celebrating the end of creation. Now, the new creation, the resurrection of Jesus Christ also. And most importantly, we are celebrating an exact person. That is Jesus Christ. Nothing else, no other person, no other saint, no other anything can take that place. The account in Matthew chapter 28 goes something like this, and for the next few moments we're going to look at that account. It says, after the Sabbath, the Sabbath day in the Jewish calendar started Friday night about 6 o'clock and went to what would be our Saturday night at 6 o'clock. And uh, they were, when that was over, nighttime began, and uh, while it was still light, or dark, I'm sorry, uh, before it even began to be light, it says that the women, there were at least five of them, according to Luke chapter 24, uh, there might have even been six, but there were at least five of them, and they headed toward the grave. Now, they had been there when he was crucified. They had been there when he was ministering, and they themselves were the ones that provided his needs in many cases, and uh, they never left his side. In fact, as when they buried him, they knew exactly where the tomb was because they were there when they buried him, when they rolled the stone across the grave site, across the cave, and now they are coming back to anoint his body with spices and other things. And it was still morning. They knew they had a really big task in front of them. And they were heading that direction to get an early start. And it says that when they, they started out, it was still dark. And then it says that it was early dawn, kind of like it is now. And when they had gotten there, it says the sun had risen, a very symbolic thing because the Christ that they were looking for, they're going to get a big surprise, but the Christ they were looking for had risen from the grave. But they came to the grave, and when they came to the grave, they found out something that uh, they hadn't been expecting. 
they knew they had a huge problem in front of them because they saw the stone before that. And so they knew that they did not have the strength to move it. So they were wondering, you know, how are we going to move the stone? Well, when they got there, something had happened. Now, I don't know exactly how this happened, but it says that an angel of the Lord came and moved the stone, and there was an earthquake. Now, I don't know. The earthquake did not move the stone. It makes it clear the angel moved the stone. I'm just wondering if the earthquake wasn't in response to the stone moving. I don't know that for sure, but it sure seems a little bit that way when you read the accounts. And so they get there, and there's an angel standing on top of the stone that had been rolled away. And uh, that surprised the living daylights out of them because here it is, the sun is just rising, and now there's an angel who it says his appearance was like lightning. So that would be the equivalent of looking at the sun. And then it says also that his clothing was white as snow. I don't know about you, but one of those things that always astounds me is when you see the first snow of the season and everything is covered and the sun hits it. It's just dazzling. And that's what they see. And they see all of these things expecting to see none of this. Now, the one other thing that they saw beside the angels standing on the stone is that they saw a bunch of guards who were standing there frozen in time. It says that they shook with fear of him, and that's the angel, and they became like dead men. So they find the guards who are like marble statues. They're unable to move. I remember our one son was deathly a scare of dogs when he was younger. And this little fluffy dog, it looked like a fluffy bullet coming down the sidewalk. And our son was frozen in fear of the dog, frozen so much that he fell over and the dog started licking his face. Now, it was funny to me. It wasn't funny to him. But what happens to all of us, they, there are a reaction to fear. We either flee or we fight back or we freeze. In this case, they froze. They didn't even have a chance to run away. And the angel that is on the stone says, do not be afraid. Can you imagine what was going through the women's minds as they came there? Everything is different than they thought. The stone is not across the grave. The, the guards are not uh, at attention. There's an angel there. All these things they didn't expect. And the angel said, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He obviously had been crucified. He had died. It had been proven. Uh, they had made sure of that, and they had declared him dead. That resurrection, that announcement by the angel. If you read in the Bible, many times the angels are messengers, messengers of good and bad, of blessing and a curse. In this case, it is the greatest blessing that anyone could ever be a part of. I pray that you know the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Not as a historical fact, because it is a historical fact. 
not as just some information you read in the Bible, but I pray that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is what gives you the life that you have, the spiritual life you have, the eternal life you have, and gives you a motive for living and a motive for looking forward to the future because you have that resurrection life. But the angel didn't stop there because he said, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. In fact is, he is walking before you into Galilee and you will see him. Behold, I have told you. The angel wasn't mincing words. He says, I know exactly what's going on. I've been sent here for a very specific purpose, and that is to inform you. Now, we also know that there was another angel inside the tomb who basically was a tour guide angel, from what I can tell. And uh, he showed them the very place where Jesus had been laid, kind of, I would imagine, explained to him them what had happened. But the whole thing is this. They came expecting a dead body, a lifeless body. They came expecting hardship, not being able to get into the tomb and being disappointed. And they were absolutely surprised. Resurrection is something that is out of the ordinary. It's absolutely a miracle. A miracle is simply something that cannot naturally happen. It just cannot happen. Any miracle is supernatural. The greatest miracle of all is resurrection, life from the dead. The only other miracle that even comes close to that is life from non-life from nothing to having something, creation. But this is a new creation. And it says that after they had seen what had happened, after they had listened to what had happened, after they had been surprised, they left the tomb, and notice this, quickly, with fear and great joy. The angel just said, don't be afraid. But can you imagine... There are times when something happens and people say, oh, don't worry about it. Don't be afraid. And I don't care what they say to you. You are going to have a natural human reaction and you're going to be afraid. Well, they were afraid. I don't believe that they were afraid because they were afraid something bad was going to happen to them. But it was just the pure shock of what they had found. And so it says they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy, and they ran to report it to the disciples. Now, can you imagine, I don't believe, and there's nothing to indicate in the scriptures, that they ran to the tomb that morning. But what they did do when they found out that the resurrection had indeed taken place, they ran. They wanted to tell everyone what had happened. Wow, what a difference. What a difference an open tomb, an empty tomb, an empty shell of the grave wrappings that they found. And so they did. And as they were running, they met Jesus. And he greeted them. And he came up and took hold, they came up and took hold of his feet and worshiped him.
Notice what their first reaction is when they see Jesus. It's worship. When we come in contact, when we come to the realization of the resurrection of Christ, and that resurrection is the proof that sin had been conquered and death was no longer the feared enemy. They worshipped Him. I pray this morning, today, as we celebrate His resurrection, that indeed from the heart we would worship Him. And then the next thing they did, Jesus said, okay, it's good for you to worship me. I'm not quoting here. I'm telling you essentially what it says is he said, I'm glad you're worshiping me. But what I really want you to do now is don't be afraid and take my word, the word, to my brethren. There they will see me. Jesus never just does something for us alone. But if he does something for us, he expects us to be like the angel, a messenger for what he has done for us. And so today, I pray that from your heart, you would thank the Lord for his death for our sin, his burial proving that he had died, and his resurrection proving that sin and death had been conquered, but then that you would take that opportunity and tell someone else, not only today, but every day when God gives us the opportunity that we would be indeed the messengers of the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection. He has risen. Yes, indeed, He has risen. Let's pray. Father, thank You so much for all Your blessings. But most of all, we thank You for the resurrection that just is the capstone of everything You've done for us. We praise You for that and thank You that we can commemorate that today, that we can celebrate, that we can worship but also that we can now become our, your messengers of that good news. Lord, thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.